Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin. I'm a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, and I am passionate about teaching you how to live a frugal debt-free life. This show is all about teaching families personal finance and acknowledging that everyone's situation is different. Let's not judge because life does not always fit inside of a cash envelope. Today, we're going to talk about holiday spending, but let's have a very quick informal survey since I cannot see you. How many of you are tired of hearing the words unprecedented times and supply chain? Because I swear if I hear those words again, I may cry and vomit at the same time. But we enter yet another strange holiday season with its own hiccups and issues. Let's talk about spending money, how to not lose control, and my favorite statistics. I love, I love statistics. And we are going to talk about some money statistics today. But quick PSA before we go any further into this episode or the holiday season. A reminder, it does not matter how much you spend on a person. We don't show people we love them by how much we buy them. We don't show our children how much we love them by the quantity of things we buy them, but by the quality of time we spend with them. And it is also not your job as a grown-up to make the holiday season magical for other grown-ups. Literally people who live in your community who cannot pay their bills There are food banks that do not have enough food to feed people this season because the cost of everything has risen so dramatically. So let's not let other grown-ups derail our savings and our financial plans because they wanted a three-week candle from Bath & Body Works, okay? That was salty of me, but honestly, I've just reached that point. Okay, also, on the other hand... If you want to go out of control and spend money buying your kids the moon, that's really no one's business because personal finance is personal and people who don't pay your bills don't get a say in how you spend your money. Okay. All right. Let's talk about some statistics. According to a survey by creditcards.com, parents with children under the age of 18 will spend on average $276 per child. So $276 per child. And 21% of people in the survey said they plan to spend less this year than they did last year. But then a very large number, about 40%, said that their spending would be unchanged. I found both of those interesting, both the amount people are willing to spend per person, but also the number of people who just were fine with the amount that they had spent and had no plans to spend less. I will be honest with you, last year I spent more on my children than I usually do, and there was no outside pressure. I just felt internal pressure to make up for everything that they were missing out on due to COVID. You know, like everyone else, our world shut down and we had to be a little bit more cautious because my husband has lupus and it, they just missed out on so much. And I feel like I 
took Christmas as an opportunity to make up for that, even though none of it was my fault and nobody was angry. I just had mom guilt. And there are very few things that can take a parent down like guilt, right? There are very few things like shame. And we don't want to make decisions based on shame and guilt. We want to make decisions based on freedom and information, right? We, we want to have all of the tools we need, all the information we need, and then be free to make our own decision that benefits everyone in the situation. But yeah, that was me buying my kids, not necessarily more, but more expensive, flashier items than I may have in the past. And I don't necessarily regret my purchases, but I don't know if I would make the same choices again. And I know that's an odd statement to make, but that's how I feel. I mean, I like what I bought them. They still use it, but it's 2020 Lydia was a different person than 2021 Lydia, for sure. Okay, so here's a stat that actually alarmed me from that creditcards.com survey. 41% of the people surveyed said that they were willing to go into credit card debt to fund the holidays. 41%. That feels like a high percentage. I mean, because it is. If you have... 10 people in a room and four of them decide to do something that's, you know, almost half your crowd. But 41% of those polled said they didn't care if they went into debt for the holidays. And 60% who said they already had credit card debt were okay with adding to their balances. Well, I don't know everyone's situation and I do not judge people. Okay. I know what pressure feels like. I know what it feels like to make up for things and to use the holidays to make up for things like I just talked about. But I I don't think that Christmas or a birthday or any holiday is worth 14% interest. I don't want to pay 14% interest on a box of Legos or an iPhone. I, I just don't. And while I realize that not everyone can come up with cash, I get it. It, it just kind of does something to my heart to think about. Okay, so another survey that I read is the Deloitte survey. And if you don't know what the Deloitte survey is, it is very interesting. It is all about consumer habits, shopping trends, marketing. A lot of companies use the Deloitte survey to kind of plan out their holiday marketing and to see how things are going in the holiday season. And it had some pretty eye-opening statistics this year. So they've been putting out this survey for over 30 years. They surveyed over 4,000 people and about 30 retail executives to come up with all of this information. And what was interesting about this year's survey, and also very sad, was the spending and income discrepancies. So obviously people with a higher income have more disposable income and therefore more money to spend on the holidays. But it was a significant difference between those making um, a higher in a higher earning bracket and those middle class or lower to middle class. So quite a few people said that they were actually going to be skipping holiday shopping and experiences this year. And 65% of those people came from people making 
$50,000 or below. So the majority of people who said they were not going to be spending money this holiday season were making $50,000 or less annual income. So 11% of people making less than $50,000 a year who were polled in the Deloitte survey said that they would just not be shopping this year. They would not be spending any money on the holiday season, neither gifts nor experiences. And while that doesn't seem like a large number, what is significant about it is that it more than doubled from the previous year. So last year, 5% of the people polled said that. This year, it was slightly over 11%, which is like the highest it's been in the past decade. And there are a few reasons for that. One of the reasons cited was that everything has gotten more expensive. People are saying their rent has increased. Gas prices have increased. Grocery prices have increased. You see that when you fill up your tank or when you go to the grocery store. Everything has gotten more expensive. And when you only have a set amount of money that you can spend and more of it is being taken by groceries and gasoline, you're obviously going to have less money to spend on things like gifts and decorations. And if you're one of those people, it is perfectly fine for you to make that choice. Making the choice to take care of your basic needs, that's the right choice to make. Okay, so let's talk about some things that you can do if you are planning on spending money this holiday season so that you don't bankrupt yourself, so you don't overspend. If you're looking to not derail your Christmas budget, here we go. So number one would be to actually set a budget. Boring, Lydia. I know. Come up with a total number that you can spend. And when I say total, I mean everything. Decorations, travel, food, events, gifts, everything. I have a free Christmas budget spreadsheet that I will link in the show notes for you. And this will help you to break things down in an easy to see way. After you've set your budget, you're going to determine who all you need to purchase gifts for. And it may mean prioritizing that list. And that's okay to do because you're likely to spend more on those closest to you than you are on a random coworker. It's fine. They'll be fine. Remember what I said? It's not your job to make Christmas magical for other grownups. Number three, focus on time together rather than gifts and activities. And think of things you can do that don't have a high expense, like attending your local Christmas parade or going for a ride to look at Christmas lights. Although with gas prices, that might be the most expensive thing you do this year. But understand that not all gifts are monetary and time together is way more important than spending money. Think of some meaningful gifts that are not costly, like, and this was something that I reference all the time if you watch my YouTube channel, a homemade cookbook. When I got married, my mom, mother-in-law, and aunt put together this cookbook of family recipes, and some of them were photocopies of recipes handwritten by my great-grandmother. Just things that my mom would make every year for Thanksgiving or Christmas or my birthday. All of these wonderful family recipes, and they put pictures in there. So pictures of the person, the loved one who made it, or pictures of me with them as a kid, or my husband with them as a kid. And it's become this wonderful keepsake that I actually use all of the time. So something like that would be good. Um, A book that you loved with a beautiful inscription written in the front of it, a photo of the two of you together in a beautiful frame, or, and this is one of my favorite ideas, if you have a bunch of people 
that you need to shop for, like a lot of cousins or nieces or nephews or friends in your book club, instead of buying everyone a gift, do a mug or sock exchange. So the sock exchange is something that we do with my nieces and nephew. So there's eight grandchildren on my side and everyone gets a pair of fun Christmas socks. You can get them at the Dollar Tree, you can get them at CVS and we fill it up with stuff like just candy and stickers and glow sticks and beef jerky and just fun things that they don't necessarily get all year long. And then everyone gets a fun pair of socks filled with treats. A mug exchange is a great thing for adults. So you just take a mug, which you can get anywhere, and you put like hand sanitizer and a pack of gum and just think little things that they like from the dollar section at Target. And you do a mug exchange and it's just a fun, lighthearted, inexpensive gift that you can put together for less than $10. And instead of getting one for everyone, you would draw a name and this is, you're going to exchange mugs with this person. And, you know, I'm going to exchange mugs with Sally and Sally's going to exchange a mug with David, you know, and you, you know how these things work. You're smart. You can figure it out, but rethink some of those traditions instead of even doing gifts at all. Maybe consider like, let's have a meal and a movie night together. Everyone can bring a side dish and we'll do a movie marathon or everyone can bring their favorite dessert and we'll have a watching party. Just think of ways to spend quality time together that don't necessarily mean buying gifts. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and it wasn't too many nerdy statistics because I love data. I love data. I wish data was a person. I mean... Star Trek, but you know what I mean. But if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review. Us. I'm the only one here. I don't know why I keep saying us, but I would love it if you would leave me a review. You can do that wherever it is you're listening. Thank you so much to everyone who has left reviews. You have been wonderful. Thank you. I would also love to connect with you. You can find me on YouTube as Lydia Sin or on my blog, frugaldebtfreelife.com. I also have a free newsletter that goes out once a week, twice a week now, actually, because every Friday I do a freebie and I send it out. So I'd love for you to be a part of that. Thank you for being here. Have a happy Thanksgiving. You will not hear from me next Thursday because I will be in a coma at my mom's house. But a merry day to you. I'll talk to you soon.